With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Happy Friday to you, a good Friday as it is, uh, rolling along here on Fox Sports Radio. You just heard the breaking news from Isaac Lohenkron, Major League Baseball, uh, moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta. We'll dive into that today and that decision uh, by Major League Baseball. Also, it's Final Four weekend, women's Final Four action heating up today with the National Semifinals a a bit later on, actually tip off of the first game about uh, three hours from now. And then, of course, on Saturday, men's Final Four taking place. Houston and Baylor, uh, followed by Gonzaga against UCLA. Aaron, we start in college basketball. Nothing to do with the Final Four, though. Uh, The big news right now in college basketball is what happened in Lawrence, Kansas. The Kansas Jayhawks giving Bill Self a new contract. His contract set to expire at the end of next year. 
But they gave him an extension, and an extension I think that we all would like to have, Aaron. That is basically a lifetime contract with the Jayhawks. Uh, first of all, yes, we would all love to have that contract. Um, first of all, Dan, thank you guys for having me back. Great to be back. And yeah, it was it was a little bit of surprising news. And for people who don't follow college basketball on a day to day basis, Kansas has been obviously an insanely successful program during not only Bill Self's tenure, but frankly, the history of their program. But they're also in the middle of an NCAA investigation right now, dating back to that FBI stuff that was already close to five years ago at this point. Um, You know, it it is believed and it's been kind of not only in NCAA documents, but in a court of law that Adidas, uh, a representative for Adidas, helped them kind of, uh, you know, funnel some players to uh, to Kansas. So it's surprising on the one hand of the NCAA investigation. But on the flip side, he is a Hall of Fame coach. He is one of the best coaches in the business. Uh, so it's 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 definitely a little bit surprising, though. It's definitely a yeah. Surprising. What I'm most surprised about, actually, with this is that there's no athletic director to make that decision. And if you want to talk about, you know, in this in this day and age, and and Aaron, you know it because your alma mater tried to uh, push uh, football in in UConn, and it didn't necessarily work out the greatest for them, despite that BCS birth they had the one year. Kansas has also tried to, okay, how do we get football going? You know, the Mark Mangino Orange Bowl days are a long ways away. Like we're, like, we're far from them. How do you get Kansas football back? So you bring in Les Miles, and now we know how that turned out. He is no longer there. Jeff Long no longer there as the athletic director. And so now you're searching for a new AD, and Look, we you know we joke in the tournament about oh Michigan now a basketball school you know is this a this now a basketball school and not a football school Kansas is a basketball school Kansas has always been a basketball school but for this contract to be laid out without an athletic director to basically say hey Bill Self you got you've got carte blanche the rest of the way is probably the most surprising thing uh, to me about it. Well, and what's interesting is I wonder I was talking to somebody on my drive in just to kind of get a little background, make sure I wasn't missing anything. And I do wonder if if maybe it's not a coincidence that this happened when there was no AD. And what I mean by that is for people who, uh, again, don't follow Kansas athletics on a day to day basis, uh, they don't have an athletic director. And frankly, I'm not exaggerating when I say this, like a booster is running the athletic department right now. And so we're kind of joking, my friend and I, and and I don't know if it was even a joke of did they try to sneak this one in before an an athletic director gets in before the adults reenter the room and they could put a kibosh on something like this now I would think that uh, you know it's the type of deal where um, you know it still had to be approved for uh, by the school's president and the board of regents and all that stuff but it is amazing I mean it is amazing from the fact that that uh, Kansas is both under an NCA investigation also as you said Dan there is no AD uh, but can, can, let me let me take it in a different direction okay I, I think that uh, you know I spoke about this with the person I was talking to this afternoon I do also wonder if, as weird as it sounds, Dan, if it's Kansas protecting themselves a little bit too. And and the reason being, Bill Self has been linked to NBA jobs for a long time. Um, he has shown no interest, but he has ties to the Spurs organization, friends, all that stuff there. And I do wonder if this is kind of a way of Kansas in its own right protecting themselves. Hey, if we do get hit with these NCAA rules violations, and it is going to be a three, four, five, six-year program rebuild, we we not only want, but we need you to be the guy to do it because we're not going to be able to get anybody else. So there's a lot of layers there, and I know that in the coming days and weeks we'll get a press conference from Bill Self that clarifies you know a lot of the details that we're wondering. But there's a, there's a lot of layers to this, I guess I would say. I was going to say, do you believe that layer? 
I do believe that it's the that it's that they're trying to keep him from the NBA as opposed to. All right. Let's you know, let's let's take advantage of this while we can. Yeah, I don't know if it's specifically keep him from the NBA, but I do think part of it is if he were to bail on the program. I do think even though it's Kansas and it's a great program, if they're going to for uh, the the NCA stuff could lead to a one year postseason ban, a two year postseason ban. And like I said, it could be a two, three, four year rebuild. And so I don't think it's necessarily just to protect from Bill Self going from to the NBA, but I think it's to protect Kansas in a way from saying we don't want to have to enter a coaching search where you know we just saw Indiana get turned down by their first ten candidates, and no disrespect to Mike Woodson, he's actually done some good things since he's gotten there, but you know we don't want to enter a coaching search where we're not sure who's who we can get, who would take this job if we do get a postseason ban. So uh, I think it's more to protect them on the back end than it is that they're really a afraid of losing him, but I think it's a combination of losing him, but then also making sure that he's also the guy that's going to be able to rebuild this in case it becomes a multi-year tournament ban or anything like that. It also sure seems that they don't seem to be... Uh, uh, Bill Self doesn't seem to be afraid of of the NCAA. Nope. As, as, part of, uh, as part of this, and this has been making the rounds today, that in regards to the contract extension that has, uh, in, in connection, how that could be affected by any NCAA infractions, uh, this was uh, screenshotted by, by some, but uh, Alex Gold of uh, 610 uh, Sports in Kansas City uh, tweeted this part out. The parties agree that athletics will not terminate head coach for cause due to any current infractions matter that involves conduct that occurred on or prior to the date of full execution of this agreement. So basically, if there is any cause or, or the NCAA uh, penalizes and, and they, as you mentioned, Bill Self was named in these allegations, he can't be fired for it. Yes. And, and, and then the amount of money that he would lose in salary seems to be um, – not as uh, as as penalizing as as detrimental as some would think, and so so this is kind of a kind of a maybe a bleep you to the NCAA, uh, a bleep you to everybody says that Kansas is going down, and 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 them just saying like, all right, we're gonna just go go about our our, our business, and I, I I don't you know the NCAA is getting it from all angles, but it just doesn't seem like schools and and, and coaches w- with any power fear. Uh, anything that the NCAA could hand out. Well, it's ironic that we're having this conversation the day after Roy Williams retired because while he didn't necessarily have anything to do with this, I mean, the most famous example is UNC had an academic fraud case and they just basically lawyered up and fought it and fought it and fought it and figured out some weird loophole where the NCAA really, by its own bylaws, couldn't punish them. And so uh, there are a lot of schools that, that are looking at these situations and, and thinking about how certain things were handled. Maybe they should have been handled a different way um, because I do think that the precedent was kind of set by UNC a few years ago of if you do lawyer up, if you don't back down, there's a chance you can beat these guys. And then on the flip side, you have the schools that do comply with the NCA, that do do what is expected of them. And I'll give you an example. Louisville fires Rick Pitino. Well, guess what? You know who I saw, uh, you know, not very happy with Bill Self's contract extension today? 
there were some Louisville fans that are saying, what do we get rid of Rick Petito for if when mm-hmm. Kansas is doing the exact same thing? So I, I know the for people who don't follow college athletics on a day-to-day basis, the NCAA stuff is nuanced and kind of confusing. It's confusing for all of us because every school kind of handles this stuff a little bit different. Yeah, and, and, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think that you would also agree that there was a little bit more going on at Louisville. I agree, oh. yes. <laughs> you know? Well, it was, I mean, it was like their second major, major, yeah, major thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it wasn't an apples-to-apples comparison. I mean, and you're right. Uh, you know, gauging fans on social media is not the smartest way to gauge whether a decision is the right decision or not. Sure. But it was interesting because that was something that did pop up. But yes, the Louisville deal was the, was much different. Rick Pitino had had personal issues. He had had a previous NCAA issue, and this was kind of the uh, the the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, but you know, to to that extent though, and 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 to to not to counterpoint your point, with then another counterpoint to it, I I think that Louisville fans are are just kind of like. You know, if, if you if they if they wanted to stand behind their head coach as much as they did, and, and to your point of like why was he gone? I mean, the protection that Bill Self has here is amazing. I mean, it's a it's a five year contract that just rolls over with an extra year after every year. Yep. So so I I think you know to to their point they're saying you know like. Man, and, and I'm not saying that Rick Pitino should have kept his job, but as, as you started out, I guess they're saying, man, if their school is going to you know, protect their coach that much, maybe why didn't we? But there was a lot more going on at, at Louisville. It is it is a crazy time. I don't think that the coinc- – I, I, I don't think this has anything to do with Roy Williams, and I know that you're not saying that, no, but for anybody that does, especially not – they're not going to hear the news yesterday and be like, you know what we need to do? We need to get that lifetime contract done you know, and have it done in 24 hours. This was obviously in the works, but it is also interesting on – when it comes, and that's on the heels of the Roy Williams announcement, and also a day before the Final Four, and 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 to have this, you know, announced and what was, you know, almost considered a down year for Kansas because they didn't win the Big Twelve. Uh, Bill Self ends up up, you know, ends up being uh, in a stronger position than I think anybody would have ever believed. It's surprising, um, but uh, I'll just go again off the top. No AD. That tells me who's really running uh, yes. the Jayhawks athletic department. Well, and it's a hundred percent accurate, and it also speaks to you know this is part of how college athletics works unfortunately for people I'll tell you this sometimes when you wonder why there's a strange hiring or a strange firing or a strange extension or whatever usually there's a big booster behind it and you know you you hear all sorts of stuff and you don't know what's true but I can think of one prominent college football hire that happened this offseason I won't name who it wasn't like the super big ones like Steve Sarkeesian at you at uh, Texas excuse me but there was one that that people kind of said, well, there was one or two boosters that are paying this whole check, kind of like the Archie Miller deal at Indiana, and they were going to have a big say in, in who they got, and it was a bizarre hire. But it, 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 you know, this stuff does happen; it really does. You know, I'm I'm also wondering if you're an AD, how appealing this job is now. That was my thought too. Yeah, because if Bill Self is the one that has the 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 real power, you're not going to be able to do anything with basketball. You're not going to really have a say in basketball. And now you're tasked (laughs) with trying to turn around football. And if you're a football coach and you're taking that job, and I'm not saying that you don't understand going into Kansas that right now you're not the big man on campus 
because of how big basketball is, but knowing that the power that is there, how much power do you have? I just wonder. I just wonder because on the surface, it seems like it may handcuff them in bringing in the right AD and in moving on with the football program. But just that's the most interesting thing to me about all of this. Yeah. Is, oh, go ahead. No, go I was just going to piggyback up. on that and just say I, that was another thought that I had this morning is if the boosters feel comfortable enough just making – um, what's the? It's not a unilateral decision because they made it by themselves. But whatever. I don't know if I'm using unilateral right there. But uh, sorry for my bad, uh, my bad English, my bad, uh, you know, SAT English here. But uh, like, if you're NAD, I don't know how excited you are knowing that the boosters are basically doing whatever the heck they want, and to have to then go in and rein them back in. And then, as you said, Bill Selfs basically said he doesn't have to listen to you, and now you got to go find a football coach that's going to have any modicum of success. I thought it was a great point. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We're going to learn a lot more about what's going on with the NCAA tournament. He covers college sports, uh, college football, college basketball for Sports Illustrated. Ross Dellinger joins the program. Hey, Ross, how are you? Hey, guys, how are y'all doing? Good, good. What what grade would you give the NCAA tournament 64 games in uh, in Indianapolis? Mm, I'm grading off of uh, entertainment. Like it, We uh, took everything in. Yeah, and, I, oh, and okay. I'll say this. I thought, like, you know, like I think Gonzaga's still alive. I think that there were upsets, um, you know, just pulling the tournament off. Uh, Aaron and I kind of came to the conclusion of a B-plus with the opportunity to be an A-minus if we get a great title game, maybe if we get a buzzer beater that wins a game, something that we haven't had. But, but taking all of that atmosphere and everything into consideration, how would you rate it? Well, I mean, given the fact that we're in the middle of a a, a pandemic, um, I would I would I would say an, I would say a low A. Yeah, I mean, sure. they've done uh, the volunteers here and the way they've done the bubble, which I've written about kind of extensively. I mean, I'm I'm basically here just to write off the court stuff, so I've been writing a lot about the bubble and things like that, and it's it's fascinating what they've done. Uh, and then on the court, you have. The most upsets, right? That we've or uh, the same that a record tying amount of upsets in the NCAA tournament, uh, according as the NCAA defines an upset, five seed difference, uh, thirteen of them. Uh, so it's it's been it's been fun. You've had uh, and I kind of liked honestly, guys, uh, everything in the same place. Um, it's been cool, especially the Sweet Sixteen and on. It was cool for every everything to be at one place. Um, it, it's I think it's worked out really well, and it's it's been an exciting, uh, really uh, you know successful uh, event. So Ross, that was actually going to be my next question. Is you know I've had the fortune of going to many Final Fours. I'm not there in Indy this year. For those of us that aren't, Friday is usually a very big day. You have the open practices. They went on today, I believe, without fans. But what is just the general vibe in Indy? Because thankfully we will have some fans in the stands tomorrow. Not as many as usual, but what is the vibe and scene in Indy right now? Well, you know, I, I covered the first weekend here, uh, and then I went home for about five days, and I came back for the Sweet 16, and I'm staying for the duration. And I will say, the first weekend, uh, the city felt a little more alive, because you have more teams, you have more people, even though there were uh, capacity restrictions, uh, you just had more people here, and I'll be honest, you know, I went out in, the, in downtown Indy last night, had, went to St. Elmo, got a steak and, and all that, and, and uh, went downtown a little bit. And, it, you know, it's cold, it's cold here, and it's just kind of dead. You know, it, it just doesn't feel like the Thursday and Friday before a Final Four. Um, I'm out right now in the broad ripple area of, of Indianapolis, and it's um, it just, yeah, you just don't have the normal uh, experience that, that they used to. Uh, before a Final Four. So that's kind of the unfortunate thing. But, hey, at least we're here. Uh, at least we're here playing basketball. Ross Dellinger joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. Uh, Ross covering the tournament for Sports Illustrated. How surprised were you on Roy Williams' uh, retirement announcement yesterday? 
Well, uh, actually, not surprised. That surprised because uh, my I'll, I'll credit my my good colleague Pat Forty, who who uh, certainly more entrenched in college basketball than I am, who about a, about three weeks ago told me that uh, wheels were in motion for that to happen. So he he had heard it, I guess, coming down the pipe that Roy was uh, was probably going to hang it up uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, lo and behold, it it happens. Uh, and you know, it just couldn't. I mean, the guy has got right more respect um, around the the country uh, in the, the, the college basketball world and pretty much any co- active coach, it seems like. I mean, uh, everybody just, just loves the man for the guy he is. Um, and uh, in obviously from a coaching perspective, uh, so it, it was uh, it was not surprising, but it was kind of unfortunate. You know, the game was losing, losing one of their, um, their, their great, uh, great individuals, great coaches. So, Ross, I do want to switch gears quickly to football, and I'm, I'm sure everybody knows, but you do an incredible job covering college football. Obviously, the Justin Fields stuff has been a huge topic all week. You know, not asking you to speculate on other people's opinions or anything like that, but you've obviously been around all these great programs. You've probably been around people that know Justin. Have you heard anything that reflected what was kind of reported this week, uh, only because, you know, we've seen Kirk Herbstreit, we've seen Joel Klatt come out and say that they spent a ton of time around him these last few years, and they have not seen that at all yeah you know I, i've seen obviously i've, I've followed a little bit in britain pretty embedded with the ncaa tournament and the basketball but i've seen a little bit here and there of of people uh defend like you mentioned defending justin fields and uh i, I didn't quite know why so i must have missed <laughs> whatever originally was reported or some original report that had everybody rushing to defend him but all i've ever heard of the guy, and I was on hand in New Orleans in December when he lit up Clemson uh, in, in an incredible. I mean, it was one of the um, best performances of a quarterback I've ever seen, given his injury situation. And uh, after that game, I was sold on Justin Fields. So I, I don't, um, you know, if I'm a if I'm a GM or, or a president of a of a franchise, uh, he he's high up on my list. I don't know. That he is higher than Trevor Lawrence, um, but but I know he's high up. And like I said, I'm I must have missed whatever report or original report happened um, earlier in the week because I, I did see everybody rushing to defend him, and probably rightfully so. Ross Dellinger, Sports Illustrated. Last one for me because uh, you had a piece as well uh, on SI.com about the the new transfer rule. What is our biggest takeaway for the rule that is uh, going to be passed in, in two weeks? Yeah, I mean, everybody expects on April 15th uh, for the uh, Division One Council um, to pass the one-time transfer exception is what they're calling it. So an athlete can transfer without penalty once in their careers. Uh, they don't have to sit out. A year, uh, and and that'll pass and pretty much go into immediate um, effectiveness. Uh, and you will see the transfer portal go from already saturated to even more uh, saturated. I'm sure. Um, you know, athletes have to give a notification date to their school in order to be eligible and not sit out the next year at their new school. They have to file like a football player has to tell their their current school by May 1 that they're going to transfer to another school to be eligible immediately. Um, but you're going to have, um, you know, open open transfers, which I know coaches are, are not a fan of. But, uh, look, it's, um, it's 2021, and this is the way it is. And, uh, honestly, guys, we're, we're probably only going to be here a little longer as far as 
um, allowing an athlete to transfer just once, having the restriction of just once. Because what we're going to have to, ha- what we're going to happen, what's going to happen is you're going to have unlimited transfers at some point. That that will happen. Um, and if if the NCA doesn't make the legislation, Congress will. Hmm. Very, very interesting. Ross Dellinger, we will be in wait-and-see approach. We'll just have to see if we see it sooner rather than later, uh, covering college sports for Sports Illustrated. Again, find him on Twitter at Ross Dellinger. Thanks so much, Ross. Enjoy the Final Four. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, guys. Thanks. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. And then there were four, both of the men's and women's NCAA tournaments as they roll on this weekend. Women's action getting underway in about two hours or so. A men's tournament resuming tomorrow just after 5 o'clock Eastern time to Pacific with their national semifinal games. It has been uh, it has been so refreshing. I did not realize, and I even said this to my wife on Tuesday night, Aaron, you're you're a college basketball insider you uh you've forgotten more about college hoops than i know and uh, but i said to her i said this i go man i can't wait for college basketball next year there you go yeah and 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 so like and i and i i used to be a big you know a, a big fan and then in times it ends up kind of it just kind of, you know, wanes a little bit. You get a little bit older. You know, like when you were a kid, you had a favorite team for, for every sport. And you sure. followed every sport. I just don't think as an adult that that's necessarily realistic. Like, I, I don't understand how guys can be, like, passionate, diehard passionate about four you know, pro major sports teams, you know, whether it just take football, baseball, basketball, and hockey and have the same level of passion for all of them. And then also cheer on college football and, you know, college basketball. Maybe you're in a portion of the country that is college baseball that you're a diehard about or college. Like there's only, there's only so much room you can be for, you know, for a diehard person. And unfortunately for me, college basketball just took a little bit of a step back, but I think not having the tournament last year, really made me enjoy it so much this year and has really gotten me excited for next year in seeing full arenas, uh, seeing student sections back and all that. So I'm pumped. I was thinking this throughout really, I think, the last probably 10 days or so, and I might have talked to you about it when I was on with you guys on Sunday with George Reister, is I really feel like college basketball, the, the NCAA tournament maybe more specifically, is I'm a little bit of a free roll this year. And what I mean by that is that I just look at it, and I think in previous years, like the opening round, there were so many upsets, and we got a Sweet 16 with North Texas, and you know Loyola and Oregon State played in one game, and Sister Jean and Oral Roberts, and I, and I do think in previous years we would have sat there and oh, you know, come on, man, like who are all these schools? Like where's Duke? Where's North Carolina? Where's Kentucky? And I thought this year was just like everybody was just so happy to have this tournament. Like, I, I'll just give an example. Like, I remember that Sunday game, and you guys might have actually been on air when Alabama played UCLA. It was a great game. It went to overtime. And the people that I saw tweeting about it, the people that I had texting me about it, not only are they not college basketball fans, but but I don't know that three, four years ago, if there was an era, uh, an Alabama-UCLA game on, they would have been watching. And so mm-hmm. I just think – I listen – We'll get into the actual, you know, grades, games, you know, what was good, what was bad. But I just think as a general observation, it really feels to me like people are just enjoying it and just basically admitting, look, I'm going to take whatever bad comes with the good because it's just great to have this thing back. 
And college basketball is back for at least uh, two more nights of this season, and then we'll have to have to wait till uh, we hope November and everything starts on schedule next year. But there are three games left, and and to look back at you know the NCAA tournament, by the way, sixty-seven games. If you, if you didn't know that, you just think about it. It's a single elimination. You have sixty-eight teams. There's only one team standing at the end. Boom. That's how you get sixty-seven. Easiest way to think about it. So we've played sixty-four games so far in this in this big dance. And honestly, in looking at it as a whole, I wanted to get your uh, thoughts on on how this tournament played out. I'm going to give you my official grade of the NCAA tournament at the end. This is this is how I view this year's tournament. The biggest storyline that I thought that you could have, and even without a Duke and you know Kentucky, them not being there is not a storyline. Like it was leading into the tournament, but once the story once the tournament begins. They're not a part of the storyline anymore. To me, Gonzaga being unbeaten was and is the biggest storyline that we that we would have in the tournament, and that storyline is still alive. And so that so that's a, that's a, what I give a, a check mark, a thumbs up for the NCAA tournament and viewing it. Is it a great you know is it, is it a great tournament? How do you view it? The biggest storyline of all is still alive. I would go along with saying that, Aaron, in how the committee seated, and there was some questioning uh, about seating and if they got Oral Roberts right, did they get Oregon right, and some of those questions. Their top two seeds were right. I, I, I mean, Baylor won, or Baylor uh, being the, the one uh, B to Gonzaga's 1A, or the second number one seed, if you will, to Gonzaga being the first overall seed. That was correct, so I give them credit for that. And that matchup is still alive for a national championship game, so I like that. There were some Cinderella's. There were some upsets. And pulling the event off was, was magnificent. Like to, to, to actually be able to actually have a tournament, I loved. However, these were, this is where I downgraded. Unfortunately, there's nothing that they could do about it, but there just wasn't the atmospheres that we've had in the past because of the lack of fans. There are fans in there, but you're not getting the atmosphere that a, that a full arena would get, so you're missing that. And also, something that we've touched on, Still no buzzer beaters for game winners. We've had game tying shots that have gone into overtime, so that is great. But to have that game winner, the the Max Asmus shot against the uh, against Arkansas for Oral Roberts was the closest one that we got. Didn't fall. Arkansas thankful for that but that was really like the one where you thought maybe all right this could be the opportunity Dwayne Washington had a chance for Ohio State to beat Oral Roberts didn't make it Michigan State as well we haven't had that made buzzer beater to win a game so with all of that being said my official grade for the NCAA tournament 64 games in B plus very good what I would say is a couple things on the positive side um, I, I, I do think he hit a great point. I mean, we've been waiting all year for a potential Gonzaga-Baylor game, whether both teams were going to be undefeated, one loss. They were supposed to play in December. It didn't happen. Um, and we're still on track to get it. I like the balance of the upsets early with the teams that, frankly, feel like they were supposed to be there late. So you have a Gonzaga-Baylor-Houston in the Final Four, Michigan in the Sweet 16, or excuse me, the Elite Eight. The fact that I think UCLA is kind of a weirdly dynamic story. Um, yes, they're an 11 seed, but let's be honest, it's UCLA. They were the preseason Pac-12 favorite, had sure. some injuries. But you know the brand. And let's be honest, like as weird as this sounds, you kind of know the coach. Like Mick Cronin is not a household name, but if you've tuned into the tournament, he was there every year with Cincinnati, could never break through. I think it's kind of cool that he gets there in his first year as a, the UCLA head coach in the NCAA tournament. So to me, those are all positive things. I would say from a negative perspective, 
The only really two things that jump to mind, what you said, there's been no true buzzer beaters, although, you know, it's always fun unless you're on the other side of it, whether it's your team, a a coach, a player, a parent, whatever. And then the other thing is, I do think it would have been pretty cool if a couple more of those big brands were just a little bit more relevant. Um, And maybe, I'll say this, the teams themselves were so undynamic this year that there's a reason that they're not there. But it is always fun to have a Duke there because Duke, when when Duke's there, it usually means they got really good players that you got to watch. Same with Kentucky. And so for that reason, um, I, I do wish we had a couple more brand names late. But I'm, I'm with you. B-plus feels about right. It hasn't been perfect. But as I keep saying, I'll, I'll keep saying it, man, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. It is so much better than last March. Uh, no matter no matter what, what negatives there are, it is so much more of a net positive to have this tournament than to not have it at all. I, I find the UCLA first four aspect intriguing because – you mentioned that you know they're the brand. They were the the you know the preseason pick to to win the uh, the Pac-10 or Pac-12 tournament. And when you have UCLA where they are, yeah, they have that underdog role. But to your point, they're still UCLA. And I compare them to VCU's run in 2011, 10 years ago. And I'm trying to I, I'm trying to sort it out on on what do I think yes. is more interesting. You know, what's more intriguing. Is it a, a you know a school like VCU or this year could have been I, I don't even want to put Wichita State in there because they were in the in the final four what eight years ago. So like if, if Drake ended up making that run, are we looking at it at it different? Like I think we are, and I think that we would look at the national semifinal on Saturday. Now Gonzaga may win by twenty or thirty points against UCLA, who knows? But if Gonzaga was playing Drake, I think we would just all kind of be like all right, nice run. Drake gets to the Final Four. End of the road. There it is. See you later, Gonzaga, in the title game. Gonzaga may win by 20 points against UCLA, but because of that brand, it makes it more intriguing for me. So as much as I, I love the Cinderella and the Cinderella run, I think I actually enjoy UCLA's run more than maybe VCU's run that they made 10 years ago. See, I agree, and it's, it's a couple of reasons. I think, you know, one, it's just very bizarre to me that v, that VCU, that, that UCLA has kind of turned into this, like, underdog story because, again, they were the preseason Pac-12 favorite, and I know I'm way too invested in this, and I, I probably know too much for my own good. They were a really good team through most of the year. They lost a couple games late, but as we found out, they lost to good teams. They lost to Oregon on the road. Oregon was a Sweet 16 team. They lost at the buzzer on the final day of the regular season to USC. USC, of course, was a great team. Uh, but I, what I also think separates them from like a VCU, VCU, I get it. It's a cool story, whatever. But UCLA won. It's the name brand. You know the coach. And they got guys that are going to play in the NBA. Now, the, the Johnny Juzang kid that scored 28 points in the Elite Eight, I don't know if he's there next year, mm-hmm. but that's an NBA player. He will be in, he will, you will turn on the NBA at some point and he will be in the NBA. There's a couple other guys on UCLA that I could say the same for, but I just bring, to me, I know we all love the underdog story and, you know, Oral Roberts with the Max Aismas kid, like, I'm with you. That was an awesome, awesome, awesome story. But it is still there is still a quality of play and a quality of product thing that matters and and maybe I'm a, a college basketball snob and an elitist but when I when I look when I turn on the the tape and I see UCLA as an 11 seed versus say Drake as an 11 seed UCLA just looks different to me and they look like mm-hmm. a team that as we saw they can compete with one and two seeds in this NCAA tournament so I'm with you I actually think UCLA weirdly makes it uh, is is more of a compelling story than I could have. ever 
ever imagined. Um, and it's for all those reasons that I said, yeah. but I think it's a cool story. Yeah, yeah but I, I think that the Mick Cronin uh, thing is interesting as well. Just, uh, you know, like to, to your point, I think that that does add, you know, something to it because, yeah, I mean, his hire wasn't, you know, greatly received. Correct. Wasn't the first option. But his knock at Cincinnati, you know, just one sweet 16. And then, for you know, after they made that, like, appearance in, I think it was 2012, you know, they couldn't make it out of the first weekend. And now here you are uh, in the Final Four. All right. My official grade was a B plus. Let's get the drum roll ready. Aaron Torres, your official grade so far, 64 games in for the NCAA tournament is? Yeah, I don't mean to piggyback off you. B-plus feels like the right grade, though. Um, can't grade on a sliding scale because there was no tournament last year. That is a fair grade. So I'm I do think it has the ability to jump up to an A-minus. There's a buzzer beater. As I mentioned, if we get the Gonzaga-Baylor sort of thing, the atmosphere, which, again, wasn't their fault, and, and I almost think that this is a bigger – uh, bigger accomplishment to pull this off in a bubble than maybe the NBA being able to do it in Orlando. Uh, still just can't get that perfect grade just because we don't well, have the fans. One other thing, too, and I, we, I know we got to get to break, is not only uh, – th- that is, to me, an underrated part of this, is not only have Gonzaga and Baylor gotten to this point, but they've looked apart, right? If you're somebody that doesn't follow college basketball all November, December, January, February, which is virtually everyone in the country – and all you hear is, oh, yeah, Gonzaga and Baylor. And you're kind of sitting there saying, you know, I've been watching college basketball for 30 years. Gonzaga and Baylor have never been that good. And then you turn them on in the tournament, and they have looked the part. And, you know, Baylor had a couple really great comeback. Well, a great comeback against Villanova where they just took over the second half of that game, dominated Arkansas, and, of course, Gonzaga has been incredible. And so that's another element of it, too, is it's one thing to have the two best teams get this far, but when they have been so hyped all year and they have lived up to the hype, I think that's pretty cool as well. I'm I'm just going to say this. I have not admitted this. Uh, on national radio before Uh-oh. It's, a, it's a true true story i played high school basketball like many of us did but that's as far as it went you know many of us had high school basketball careers that didn't you know mine was you know mine was nothing special at all however thinking back to like when you were playing basketball i don't know if there's a player that i would want to uh look like more in a basketball uniform than jared butler at baylor Okay. Like, like, like he looks so cool. Like, like, <laughs> like that's exactly like I always thought. Like, you know, like Antonio McDice, you know, but McDice was built, you know, and, sure. and it was back in the days where maybe uniforms were a little bit bigger. Now the shorter shorts are in. I just think that you know, like some guys look just cool in their football uniforms. You know, like with a helmet. You know, like they're just like man, Sean that guy. Taylor. Sean he, Taylor. Remember he, Sean Taylor? With yeah. The, uh, the face mask. The visor. Yeah. Abso- absolutely. Some guys just like look the part. And in college basketball, I think it's Jared Butler. I just think he looks so cute, looks so smooth, and and, and so I, I will say that like he's right. the coolest looking guy in the tournament, and I don't even think it's close. Well, and I it's so funny because I was watching that game the other day, and he's just he's just running around chewing his gum, not a care in the world, doesn't yeah. feel like he's breaking a sweat, and he's got twenty two before you look up. I would say too, Davion Mitchell looks pretty sharp in that. That guy's done some bicep curls in his day. I wish I looked like him a little bit uh, when I was playing sports. Just so. even how the how the uniform sits on Butler, like it's just it's so clean. Like you know, like Mitchell's burning up and down the court, sure. and, and and Butler's just almost like just this effortless smoothness yeah. throughout like and there's just it. yeah it's the coolest coolest guy i've seen in a, in a college hoops uh uniform in a while fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at fox 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. He's the sports enterprise reporter for the Washington Post. He's covered the league for about 20 years or so. Michael Lee joins the program again. Hey, Michael, happy Friday. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. I, uh, I I teased your appearance about five or six minutes ago, um, basically wondering about the buyout system that we have in the NBA. And and uh, one of your colleagues at Yahoo Sports, Chris Haynes, who covers the NBA, said that there are actually some voices now that weren't necessarily happy that LaMarcus Aldridge ended up joining the Brooklyn Nets when his contract was bought out by the San Antonio Spurs. And that was coming from peers of LaMarcus Aldridge, other players in the league. Does the NBA have a buyout problem or buyout plan problem after what we've seen this year? No, it doesn't. Um, It has a whiny problem. It has a problem (laughs) of people who just want to moan and complain about situations that really aren't that impactful. Um, We've been having buyouts for at least over a decade now, and I can't think of a player who was bought out and joined the team and actually had an influence on the outcome of the season. Um, This never happened. The only time I can think of it is possibly, uh, I think James Posey may have been bought out in 2008 when the Celtics won. But uh, since then, there have been dozens of players who have been bought out and they've joined franchises. They've had relatively little to no impact on the on the season. Like, no one thinks that LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be what propels the Nets to winning a championship or Blake Griffin or anybody else. The reason why they got cut is because they were not pro- providing what they what their teams wanted. They were not good anymore. LaMarcus Aldridge was 35 years old. The reason why he went to Brooklyn is because he knew that he's not good enough to carry a franchise to win a championship right now. Maybe five, six years ago, I'd be I'd be all upset about Lamarcus Aldridge moving on, but right now when you know Jakob Pertl is the guy getting all the playing time in San Antonio, there's a reason why. You know, um, you know Blake Griffin. You know there was no future for him. You know in Detroit, he gave up a lot of money to join the Nets, but it's not like they have some unfair advantage. You know, um, the advantage that they have is that <clears throat> they're in position to win a championship. Um, the Knicks are in New York as well, but nobody's signing with the Knicks. They're signing with the Nets because they have three stars. They have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden, so they're positioned to win a championship. The reason why Andre Drummond went to the Lakers is because they're positioned to win a championship. So the players are going to places where they have a chance to win. It's not a small market, big market thing. It's a, do I have a chance to win, and can I live in a cool place for a little while? If you can't provide those things, then just shut up. Fair enough. Michael, um, a lot of people maybe will be kind of, you know, maybe have checked out to a degree. Uh, we all love the NBA year-round, but to a degree with kind of the NCAA tournament going on and everything, uh, baseball starting up. For people who have just, you know, the last two, three weeks kind of started watching a little more college basketball, baseball, is there anything going on storyline-wise besides the Nets, besides the Lakers, besides Andre Drummond, besides LaMarcus Aldridge, that's either slipped through the cracks or something that you think we're not talking about enough as we go down the home stretch of the regular season? Um, I mean, this is probably the most wide-open uh, season that we've ever had. I mean, when you look at the injuries, you look at all the things with COVID protocols, um, it sort of made it difficult to really get involved with it, with the um, NBA regular season the way you normally do. But when you look at it, I can't think of a season that at this point, at least late in the uh, you know regular season, where there is no clear-cut favorite. There is no team that you can just say, yeah, they're just going to run away with this thing. Every team you look at, you know, you can look and see flaws and, and ways that it could fall apart. 
and you also can make a reason why every team has a chance to win. I mean, you know, like like you mentioned, the the Nets, the Lakers, and the Clippers are the teams that everyone talks about a lot. But would we really be surprised if Philly or Milwaukee is in there? Would you be surprised if um, the Nuggets are in there? I mean, the, the Suns, the, the Jazz have the best record in basketball. I mean, there's probably eight or nine teams that if they come out of this and win a championship – We'll be sitting here going, oh, man, yeah, they, they've been there all year, <laughs> you know. And I, I love, uh, you know, that there is, you know, some level of parity and there is some level of suspense because even with all the, um, you know, rosters that are, you know, stacking, you know, talent, you know, I, I don't think anybody is thinking the Nets are going to win a championship if Kevin Durant doesn't come back 100%. You know, I don't think anybody thinks that the Lakers are going to be in the championship hunt if LeBron or AD doesn't come back, you know, 100%. So with so many big stars out with injury and so many teams, you know, really trying to go for it this year, uh, I'm excited that, you know, this playoffs are going to be really fun and that you're going to see some upsets, I believe, and you're going to see some teams that get there that you didn't expect to, to be there. So there's, there's a lot going on, but mainly I just think that there's just so much uncertainty about how this season's going to turn out, um, even more so than last year. Michael Lee, the Washington Post, joining us. And I, I don't want to give the caveat because I don't want to sound like I'm I'm backing down. I, I I've said all along, Michael, that I think I actually think that people rain on the parade of the Utah Jazz and say, ah, it's the regular season. You know, we'll, we'll see what they do in the playoffs. And it's the same thing with the Denver Nuggets. It, it, as much as it's fair or not fair, people still will say that, and they'll look at the Lakers and say, yeah, if LeBron and AD come back, that's who I'm picking. And if Kevin Durant and Kyrie come back for the Nets, that's who I'm picking. By the sound of what you're saying, though, is that it isn't maybe necessarily a guarantee that those guys will be able to come back 100%. Is that the case? Is that is that how you see it, or is there any question? Or why do you think that Utah and a team like Denver or Milwaukee maybe have a more legitimate shot than they did in years past? Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, there's so much we don't know about injuries, right? And you don't know if you're going to aggravate something. I mean, you know, Durant, you know, strained his – you know, a calf, you know, uh, two years ago, and then he came back and ruptured his Achilles. I mean, I'm not saying that these guys are going to come back and aggravate injuries, but that's, there's a possibility that could happen. And, you know, so, uh, and, you know, we're not used to seeing LeBron ever hurt, you know, and he yeah. is older. And so, um, you know, he's been bionic man and Superman his entire career. So um, he's been able to play through injuries and never get hurt. But what if he doesn't come back and he's not LeBron that we're used to seeing? Um, we're not, I, mean, I don't expect it to happen, but what if that does happen? And I, I love the fact that Denver went for it at the deadline and, and getting Aaron Gordon and, you know, and really um, adding, you know, a, a defensive element to their team that I don't think a lot of people rec- recognize. I mean, um, I think some people are surprised that Aaron Gordon plays defense, but anybody who watched him in Orlando knows that he played on both ends. And um, he's somebody that is not just a dunker. I mean, I think a lot of us know him as a dunker, but he doesn't add an element to that team that they didn't have. And, you know, at full strength, they got Nikola Jokic, who I believe is a front runner for MVP right now, um, playing just phenomenal basketball. Jamal Murray's confident. They, Michael Porter Jr. is coming into his own, um, and, and now he, now that he's starting, so I think they have a legitimate shot. You know, they were in the way in the conference finals last year, and everyone's sleeping on them, but they were in the conference finals. Like they legit mm-hmm. came back on the Clippers. You know, the Clippers did give, blow a three-one lead, and I think the people just feel like they didn't want to be in a bubble. But somebody had to snatch that, and they did it. 
So I think you got to give them props for showing that they can they can be there. And they gave the Lakers a series. I mean, they they won, but the Lakers had to scrap and, and earn that 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 series um, in the conference finals. So I think people are ignoring them. I think when it comes to the Jazz, they have to prove it a little bit. They have to at least win a couple rounds to get to like the conference finals. I think that that's something that is tough for every team to do. If you haven't done it. No one's going to believe it until you can prove it, and I think that's sort of where they're they're sort of we're sort of taking a wait and see approach. I still enjoying what they're doing. I, I I like what they've built there. I like the culture they're establishing. Um, you know, Donovan Mitchell's playing great ball. Um, Rudy Gobert is one of the more underrated players, um, and I just feel like there's such a such a, there's so much talent in the league right now, and the the way the game is played, the pace, everything is just the numbers are just insane. Everyone's everyone's getting 20 points now this year. Um, every every player like there's 40 guys that average over 20, which is unheard of. Um, so there's so much talent that's going around. Um, if a guy gets hot, I mean, you know, you you can ride that. It could be almost like an NCAA tournament type role. You know, um, you know, some guy can just get hot and then. Then what? What do you have? I mean, Damian Lillard. I haven't mentioned him. You know, Portland made a great move, getting up, picking Norm Powell um, at the at the deadline, and we saw what Damian Lillard did in the bubble before he kind of flamed out and got hurt. But if he's at 100, percent I mean, these playoffs are going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, I hope people are are checking out. Just if you just look at the standings every day, you're like, man, this is tight. You know, and anybody I think can make a run. Um, so I. So I don't know. I'm pretty excited about what could happen in the postseason because I don't I don't know who's going to come away with it. I think I know if everybody's healthy, mm-hmm. but everybody's not healthy. It'll be interesting to see that that's for sure. And I, I'm curious about the home courts now, no Orlando bubble. Maybe it will give some of those teams more of an opportunity. We'll just have to wait and see. Mr. Michael Lee, Washington Post. Find him on Twitter at Mr. Michael Lee. Michael, we appreciate the time. Uh, have a great weekend. Thanks so much. You too. Thank you for having me on. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And John Ramos is here to keep us up to date of what's happening in Major League Baseball today on the field. Just one game going on right now, and it may not be going on for much longer. We could get an update from Fenway in the very near future on the Red Sox and Orioles, who had yesterday's opening day postponed because of weather, so they are playing today. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final Four, women's Final Four uh, starts in an hour. Tomorrow, the men's will have their opportunity to get their national semifinals. Uh, In the books, it will be Houston against Baylor in game one, followed by Gonzaga in UCLA after first game at 514 Eastern time on Saturday. NFL in the news for a lot of different reasons, uh, but it mostly pertains to the uh, NFL draft and the Bears saying that Andy Dalton is their starting quarterback. That the message from from Ryan Pace. But I, I still think that there's a bit of a fallout from the trade last week. It happened a week ago today that the Miami Dolphins swung not one but two big deals to rearrange the start of the uh, NFL draft with the Niners jumping up to three. Eagles end up with number six overall, and the Dolphins get the – or I should say the Eagles get number 12 overall. Dolphins end up getting number six overall. There, there's been something, though, from this, Aaron, that I, I've just been thinking about the last week. And I think that there's an opportunity uh, that NFL teams need to realize that exists to them, that we think is toxic, that we think is bad, we think that it's negative. But it's actually a term that I think could help the NFL in a way that we never thought that it could help before, and that is tanking. And I don't like tanking in Major League Baseball. I don't. I There's... There's two-thirds of Major League Baseball that may be competing for a pennant to start the year uh, with opening day yesterday. But there are about 10 teams that have absolutely really no chance. They have no interest. They're just ready to, you know, ready to start 2022 and, and get on with how they're building their franchise. And the NBA tanking uh, was a problem. I don't know how much of a, of a problem it is this past year. I do think that the NBA's play-in tournament helps them. But I think that we have this negative sort of definition of tanking when it comes to, to sports. Would you agree with that? I do agree with that we have a negative. Listen, there's only one team that can win a championship every single year. And let's be honest, in most sports, 
the NFL, maybe pre-Patrick Mahomes was the exception, but in the NBA and, and, and Major League Baseball, let's be honest, there's there's three or four teams that go into every year as the favorites, and, and in like the case of the NBA, say during the Kevin Durant Warriors era, a, you know, significant favorites, and so to me, uh, those other pro, uh, those other organizations need to be figuring out how to align themselves to best be in position to eventually get back to the top. For some, like the Oklahoma City Thunder, right now, it's by trading everything for draft picks and, and draft capital and young contracts and things like that. Um, you know, the Miami Heat in previous years have figured out unique ways to to maneuver the salary cap, and so I do think that it is overrated. I or I do think it, that it is overrated. The talk of tanking mm-hmm. and I think some of the most successful organizations you know have been able to successfully turn tanking into success most recently the Los Angeles Lakers who obviously used basically four years worth of draft picks to trade for Anthony Davis which of course put them over the top last uh, su- summer I, I also think that the there's there's a difference between tanking and extreme tanking like the Astros were extreme tanking they their goal was to get the f- number one overall pick in the draft, uh, you know, and to, and to pick one or two in the draft for multiple years. It was part of their plan. Then they would get the first pick in, you know, in the second round and, like, and so on. You're picking before everybody else has a chance to make, you know, another pick. That's that's what it was in the NBA. It's it's a lot of times tanking maybe for a player for a draft class, for a star that's coming, you know, out of college or if there are, you know, two or three guys, you want to make sure that you're in the mix for it. But this is where I think it can pay off from the from the NFL. It's not extreme tanking. Extreme tanking doesn't work in the NFL. And I think that's what everybody says. And they're like, tanking can't work. Guys don't tank. You can't take in the NFL. It's very, very difficult to do so. I, I agree with that to some point. But I've kind of come around to extreme tanking doesn't work. But tanking in a season can allow a franchise a rebirth, a reboot, and provide new energy and new life and the ability to get players that they normally wouldn't have if they just kept on trying to go for it. And it's not just dismantling everything. It's doing what kind of happened to the 49ers. Now, I'm not saying that this was the 49ers' plan at all to have Nick Bosa go down with an injury, to have George Kittle banged up, to have uh, Jimmy Garoppolo not starting games, to have all their running backs. That is not that that is not tanking. However, the 49ers now are benefiting from a season, which you mentioned, there's only one team that wins it all at the, in each season, a season where they, they didn't win it all, they didn't make the playoffs, but now you have all these players coming back and it's kind of a, of a refresh. And this is actually something you and I talked a little bit about yesterday. For those that may have missed it, I encourage you to check out the podcast. But I'm going to go a step further further in all of this. It's why I think teams like Seattle, New Orleans, Baltimore, even Green Bay, could use a year like the 49ers had. Like, you think that you're so close to winning, but maybe you're not. Like, like, like the Seahawks were 12-4 and four this past season, won the NFC West, and then they play the Rams, a team that they match up poorly against. Rams always seem to have their number. Rams dominate the wild card game, and the Rams move on. Green Bay's gotten to the NFC Championship game, got there this past year. Uh, last year, they were blown out by the 49ers. This year, they lose at home to the, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know Aaron Rodgers' window is short, but even a reset for, for, for a Green Bay or a reset for the Baltimore Ravens for just one year to have your draft picks not be 25 and 26 and to be around 10 or 12 can do a lot. And then you can take those later picks if it, like the 49ers did and move up. I am supporting 
limited tanking in the NFL for these teams that just can't get over the hump. And I've, I just, I feel like that's a way for for a team like Seattle, for a team like Baltimore to, you know what, you don't make the playoffs one year. Guess what? Take advantage of it as much as you can. And then just use that year off to reload your franchise. I think a lot of franchises would be done some good if they took this route. Well, and think about Seattle, too. I mean, I know there's obviously the offseason situation with Russell Wilson that is sort of resolved, but doesn't really feel like it's resolved. But, you know, Pete Carroll's going to be there a long time. I mean, this is not a guy, and we, we joked about Matt Nagy earlier in the show, Pete Carroll is not in a Matt Nagy win-now situation. If he has to take a year uh, to, to kind of reset the organization and get in position to take whatever he deems to be the most important position, whether it is an offensive tackle, wide receiver, whatever, um, you know, it's not the worst thing. And, and, and even when you don't do it for the sake of drafting a player, sometimes it just works out really well for you if you just have a down year. You mentioned the mm-hmm. San Francisco 49ers. The year Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, guess what happens? They get the number two pick. They get Nick Bosa. Uh, you know, I referenced to you off air uh, before the show, the Cleveland Browns. Three seasons ago, uh, no hype at all. Baker Mayfield takes over for Tyrod Taylor. They, they're better than expected. I think they were 7-8-1 and one was the final record. Uh, so much hype going into the 2019 season. Odell Beckham, they fall flat on their face. Well, guess what happens? The, the draft picks wasn't what mattered, but instead you reboot, you get a new head coach, a new staff in, you get an easy schedule, you play a fourth-place schedule, you're back in the playoffs this year. So, um, you know, I, I, I do think that we're always in win-now mode, and I get it. It's especially in the NFL where it's so easy to go from bad to good and back to bad again. Um, But I do think this is a situation where, um, you know, I do think this is a situation where in the NFL we, we focus so much on the negative of it, but I do think there can be a positive as well. Yeah, your, your point about the schedule is spot on. I filled in yesterday on Straight Out of Vegas. Uh, Steve Fezzik and I were in for, for R.J. Bell and Jonas Knox, and Steve made the point that they crunched all the numbers from the 17th game that was added with the regular season, and the team that benefited the most out of all 32 teams with a 17th game added were the San Francisco 49ers. And it's because they finished in last place in the uh, in the NFC West this past year. Their corresponding game that's added to their schedule is the Cincinnati Bengals, and and so now you get a, you get another last place team. Where I think that we believe that the the Forty ers are a better team than Cincinnati, despite the you know the growth that we could see from Joe Burrow if he comes off of his injury. All right. The point being is those other teams that in those divisions that are ahead of you are also playing tougher games. I mean, you think the Rams and Ravens really wanted to add each other in that seventeenth game? Probably not, but they're going to. The Seahawks and Steelers end up adding each other. They're probably not too keen about that. Browns and Cardinals add each other. And for for a, for a Cardinals team that you know collapsed in the second half of the season and missed out on the playoffs, you really want to go and face Cleveland again? Like, no. So if you're if you have that year off, to your point, it's such a great point. Then not only do you get that 17th game as as a as as a benefit because you're playing another last place team you're also playing against those last place teams in the other divisions within your conference uh, that that you'll get set up for it really is a benefit and I, and I just extreme tanking again doesn't work in the NFL but if you were to take a year off or a relax or just you know what have a 6 and 10 year where maybe you can you know end up picking 11th or 12th I think it would really benefit a franchise unfortunately for Seattle and I'll just throw this in there they don't have a first round pick next year so that's sure. another reason why I think that they're going for it and why 
Russell Wilson wasn't traded is even if they stunk this year without a quarterback, the Jets own that first round pick. And, and so there could be an opportunity maybe down the line. Maybe it's maybe it's, you know, after the 2022 season where Russell Wilson ends up getting moved and they they use this sort of scenario. But it, it beats you know, getting beaten in the wild card round every year or, or getting blown out of a divisional playoff game or getting run in an NFC championship game. I think some of these teams could really benefit it because I think it's really going to benefit the 49ers moving forward. They're going to get a franchise quarterback. Yeah. And especially in football. And, and again, you, you, I understand there's there's m- smaller windows and you just never know how long it's going to last. But in football, you can go from so bad to so good in such a short amount of time. And obviously, in this case, it would be the reverse thing. But uh, it just it resets everything for you, man. And it allows you to get that pick. Maybe you get a chance to get that difference maker that you need wherever it ends up being. Um, and so, yeah, it's just it, it, it's interesting that we never we never really talk about it in football. Um, I'm trying to think of, I, I mean, I guess Cleveland early on in the, the frankly, the conversation that came up earlier this week with the Hugh Jackson comments about the front office, but it doesn't happen often in football, but I don't think, you know, wh- whether it's a, like you said, there's extreme tanking where it's a three, four, five year process. But again, if you just have one bad year in football, yeah. I don't think it's the worst thing. The term tanking is so toxic. I think a, a, a this is what you need. An, organiz- an organizational reset. That's all it is. That's what it was. Ended up being for the 49ers. Wasn't in their cards. They're going to try to take a negative, turn it into a positive. They did that by moving up. I think a lot of teams could use that year as an organ- organizational reset, and that would help them to move forward. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. News. <laughs> news from Fox Sports. Isaac Lorencron joining us. What's going on, Isaac? Multiple outlets have just reported that Oklahoma is hiring Porter Moser of Loyola Chicago to be its next head basketball coach, fellas. Ooh, in- interesting. That is, in- sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, no, I was just going to say, leaving uh, the Ramblers for the, the Sooners, but you're the college basketball guy. How does that work out in Norman? It feels like the right spot. I mean, you know, uh, um, what I would say is I thought he did an incredible job of building a program, of building a style of play, of, you know, recruiting to that style of play. And, you know, sometimes when when you play the way that, that Loyola did, and we all watched them in the tournament, they play slow, but they're very good defensively. I thought they were incredibly fundamentally sound. But, you know, you go to the wrong school and you try to play that way. It's tough to sell recruits. It's tough to sell parents. Oklahoma's kind of one of those sweet spot jobs that it's great. You get paid well. You have great facilities. But there isn't this demand that you got to win every game. Uh, you got to win every game playing a certain way. And then beyond that, you got to recruit a certain type of player he's going to be able to recruit the guys that he wants the the guys that fit what he wants to do and oh by the way it's not like Lon Kruger left the cupboard bare I think he'll be really good there it's uh it it's it's interesting that uh you know we have that come down right when we were talking with Pat we're talking about coaches and this and that so now you have Chris Beard staying in the conference Bill Self's going to be there for a lifetime and Porter Mosher's like yeah sign me up all right I'll take those guys on let's do it is he going to be the new head coach at Oklahoma I also think there's there's a there's a point um, and, and listen, I, I don't I'm not in any of these coaches shoes. I don't know their personal situations. And I'm not saying this with Porter Moser or anybody else who has who has taken a job. But at, at some point, you know, for as nice of a story as as it is to have success at Loyola of Chicago and to take them to a final four, it's difficult to top that. 
You know, and like it, it, it really is. And to 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 stay around and yeah, you could try to build your program there or you could just go somewhere or where else at a, at a bigger level and take what you did and try to you know propel your career that way. That's uh, I, it's just in, in, to sum it up, Aaron, it's just difficult to turn down those opportunities, especially with you're in that situation and especially when you've accomplished, you know, what he has done at uh, Loyola Chicago. See, I agree with that 100%. And I think it's easy to say, oh, you could be the next Mark Few, Gonzaga. You know, one, I mean, we've all been watching college basketball forever. There's only one Gonzaga. And two, you know, it's a lot more fun to build than to sustain. And now the standard is we are the best team in this conference. It is expected every year for us to win the conference, to get to the NCAA tournament. And now we've had a bunch of success. So to me – I'm with you. Start somewhere new. You get paid very, very, very handsomely. You're at a, at a at a state public school. That's the other thing, too, is like this is no disrespect to Loyola Chicago, but it's a small Catholic school. There's only so much they're going to be able to pay you. There's only so much you're going to be able to do from a financial standpoint. And Oklahoma's a great place. You go to the NCAA tournament in Oklahoma, nobody ever bothers you. You know, this isn't Kentucky where it's national championship or bust. It's not Carolina where it's national championship or bust. It's, hey, you get to you get to uh, the NCAA tournament and you give us something to do between football and spring football, we'll let you coach here as long as you want. And so I think it's a good fit. As you said, the conference is not easy, though, obviously with Bill Self now there for the long haul and, of course, Chris Beard switching jobs. You know, Paul Mills just signed a contract extension with Oral Roberts, I think like an eight-year extension. Uh, that would have been another guy. If, he, if, you know, if, somebody, if somebody gave him the opportunity, I know you want to, you know, do right by, you know, your school and you and, and there's a lot of reasons, but I would never blame a guy to be like, you know what, I gotta take advantage of this opportunity now because it's not abandoning it. It's just that the timing of it when you think, you know, like what you accomplished. One of the most one of the most shocking things to me in sports uh was when Brian Kelly left uh Cincinnati to go to Notre Dame, Aaron, and there was there was a lot of a lot of rumors about Brian Kelly going to Notre Dame for a while. So Brian Kelly, you know, uh, ends up going and taking the Bearcats to not one, but two BCS appearances and then left for Notre Dame. And there were still some people who criticized Brian Kelly. And it's like, all right, you know, like say what you will. But the guy is going to Notre Dame just took a school that had never been to that, you know, to that promised land, took them to back to back BCS title games. And, and and he shouldn't be able to go and, you know, take advantage of that and move on. It was always absurd that Brian Kelly got any criticism for leaving Cincinnati after that time. No, there's just – you're never going to be able to please everybody. Um, and this move mm-hmm. makes sense for Porter Mosier, and I, I think it's just a great spot for him. And, you you know, you reset the clock. I mean, Buzz Williams, who's now at Texas A&M, he's had a ton of success at Virginia Tech and Marquette. He talks about this all the time, is the longer you stay somewhere – the more unhappy they ultimately get with you. I mean, look at Kentucky this year with John Calipari. Like, how could any Kentucky fan be legitimately mad about the success that Kentucky has had, but they had one really bad year, and, uh, you know, there, there, there are fans, you know, they might be few and far between that really want a fresh start. And so now you're Porter Mosier. Like I said, you know, if you stay at Loyola Chicago, the standard is we get to the tournament and we win there, and if we lose in the first – if we get there and we lose – were a disappointment. And so now you get to go somewhere else, start somewhere fresh. And I'll even give Porter Mosier this just to wrap it up. It's not like Porter Mosier was just leapfrogging to get to the Big 12 because he didn't work out at Illinois State. And he, and he had to go back and he took an assistant's job with, with St. Louis, then went to Loyola, ends up leading them to the, you know, to the Final Four that they had you know three years ago. 
you know, spent, you know, spent a decent amount of time there. So it's not like, you know, he's 52 years old. This is this is something that you would expect and and commend him and, and kudos to him for doing it. And honestly, the timing's right. In some ways, real quick, I know we got to get back to Isaac, but it reminds me a little bit of the Mike Woodson hire is like Porter Moser. He's 60. You know, he's 50, whatever. He's taken loyal pretty much probably realistically as far as he possibly can. Hey, it doesn't work out. You're probably going to get somewhere in the neighborhood of between like 15 and 25 million for it not to work out. And if it does, you got a job until you retire. You're in a good spot. Whatever. It reminds me of Mike Woodson. You know, I was critical of the Mike Woodson hire, but hey, somebody offers me four million dollars a year to do something at 63 years old. I'm taking it every single time. And I think uh, there's a degree of that with Porter Mosier, where uh, again, he he took Loyola as far as he could, and it'll be interesting to see how he does at Oklahoma. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote this is malcolm gladwell from revisionist history eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.